welcome to Eureka with Alicia, episode number 17. Hello, Earthlings. How's it going, guys? My dog is humping me right now. Okay. I did not give consent, ma'am. Anyway, how's it going, guys? Sometimes this work is hard. I will be honest. In my coaching session earlier today, I once again discovered that I'm beating the shit out of myself for not doing everything perfectly and in the right way that I imagined I would do it. I carry around this added heaviness in my day that doesn't need to be there. And I know I'm not alone in this. It seems like it shouldn't even be necessary, but getting coaching helps you humanize yourself. And that's exactly what I needed today because my brain wanted to just hang me out to dry. It wanted to burn me at the stake. So it helps me have more compassion for all my unconscious automatic responses of my thoughts that just say, I need to be different. I should be better by now. I should be somewhere that I'm not. All of us have little bullies living in our brains that are pretty vicious. And facing that bully is super uncomfortable. And I have so much compassion for all my clients that do that with me every week. But I have chosen this life of growth and ambition and missions. So I have to recognize that it's going to come at a cost. And that cost is feeling wildly uncomfortable about half of the time. Can I get an amen? Well, today we are talking about myths about self-confidence. So I'm going to share with you some common myths that will unveil the truth to you at long last. Let thy truth no longer be shrouded by thorns of pain or the poison and peril of insecurity. Wow, that was some Shakespeare shit right there. Sometimes I can't control it. One of the things I teach my clients is how to gas up their self-confidence. And that way they can feel better in their lives right now without a bunch of stuff having to change. So I walk them through that process step by step. I won't be giving you those exact steps today, but I will give you the most important piece, which is uncovering all the myths about confidence that block you from feeling better right now. These are the thoughts that convince your brain that there is no confidence left for little old you. Like, sorry, there's just no more available. We ran out. All the celebrities and influencers got it all. But the truth is, there's plenty of confidence for all of us here. There's more than enough for you to start feeling like a fucking movie star on an average Tuesday. So jump on in, friend. The water's great. Let's bust this first myth, that was a tongue twister, bust this first myth wide open by declaring that confidence is not some sort of personality trait or genetic inheritance that's only reserved for or bestowed upon the imperial or the mighty lucky and rich. It's a skill anyone can learn and develop, and there's no reason anyone should be walking around on God's green, crazy-ass earth without it. Whenever I see people without these tools, like especially in today's world, I'm like, what are you doing? 
this is so dangerous for you. Stop it. In fact, there's actually a huge demand for more people to build the skill of self-confidence. We need more people to show up in their lives feeling in control, feeling more peaceful and fulfilled. This planet desperately needs it. So if we really boil it down, self-confidence is just your opinion of yourself. That's it. And opinions are just thoughts. Thoughts are sentences in your mind that you think over and over and over until a thought becomes a belief. Your beliefs, your deepest beliefs, create your overall state of being, which just means your most dominant, average emotional state. You know whether your opinion of yourself is good or bad based on how you feel the majority of the time. So take a little inventory. You feel overwhelmed and stressed about 80% of the time then your confidence is not so good. The health of your confidence is poor. We can fix that. If you feel lazy and worthless, no matter how much you achieve or accomplish, again, it's not so great. That confidence needs a little boost. If you feel extremely content and peaceful, no matter what's happening around you, good job. You have very healthy opinions of yourself. You have self-confidence. One of the reasons people hire me to help them is because changing beliefs, especially the super powerful ones about yourself, is so much easier said than done. It's a perilous path and it gets extremely dicey along the way. So getting help is so, so, so luxurious and cool because we all have a brain in our noggin that tries to stop us from changing our beliefs. That's what our brain is designed to do. It it don't matter what they are. It doesn't matter how terrible your old dusty state of being is. Your brain ain't getting on board with you changing it. It's not about that woke, enlightened life. It's not going to let you change a thought without a fucking fight. Even if you always feel terrible, miserable, and desperately want to improve your emotions, your brain will still hate changing them. It's like, uh, let's stay stressed out until you die instead, okay? Like it's just casually asking if you want to grab some ice cream and not if you want to give up on your soul's fullest purpose on this planet. And if you aren't aware of your mind's universe-building powers that we all have, then you'll just be like, Okay, let's go. Let's do it. But this is your life. Please don't stay stressed out and bitter and unfulfilled until you die. Don't do that without at least trying something first. And don't tell me I've tried, I've tried, I've tried for so long. I've so I've tried. Sure, you probably have been doing something, but you've been trying a bunch of shit that doesn't work. Come try something that does, something that actually will help you. Here's what happens when you give up on you changing your beliefs and you just throw in the towel on it. You settle for a job you hate. You work there until you're 60. You accept a mediocre income that does not reflect how bougie you'd like to be. You entirely give up on improving your relationships and you just settle for, eh, they're not completely awful. Or you do that whole thing constantly where you trade out a partner or friends for a different person that will solve all your problems. 
You repeat the same shitty lack Great Depression mentality that your parents handed off to you and you never experience the true purpose of being an alive human being. Which is being a creative, confident, joyous, self-sufficient badass who is not afraid of their past or their emotions or their mind, but instead courageously and boldly designs their idyllic future and watches it come to life in humble awe. That's the bee's knees. Your dominant state of being And the thoughts you choose to think every day about yourself will either be generating confidence and momentum toward all the things you want, or they will be depleting your momentum. It'll be like every day some jabroni is throwing a cement block on your brake pedal going 80 down the I-5. But you're the jabroni. You're the one stopping yourself. No one else is. So when clients come and work with me, I have the pleasure of helping them generate an ass load of momentum towards whatever it is they want. They get to pick. I don't, I'm not handing out, I don't know what they should do. They, they pick. I just get to show them every week how their brain is going to keep trying to hit that break. It's going to try to stop their shift in beliefs. And I teach them how to manage it when it does. So if you think you may be hitting the brakes on your own life like some kind of jabroni, then listen up for a couple of these myths we're about to bust. The first one is confident people are comfortable all the time. Honey, truly confident people, I guarantee you, they are so uncomfortable more than half the time. But it's definitely different than the kind of discomfort that comes from feeling insecure. That's That shit sucks the most. There's always intentional discomfort that comes from a confident mindset. And that's the big distinction. It's intentional. It's on purpose. It comes from learning how to manage our thoughts and regulating our nervous system and stretching ourselves out of our comfort zone in a safe, regulated way, right? It comes from setting goals that feel kind of scary, but also light us up. They light our soul on fire, I tell my clients, either way, you're going to feel uncomfortable in life. You can count on it. You're either going to stay uncomfortable by playing it small and feeling insecure, or you can get uncomfortable on purpose by building confidence and reworking your thoughts while you feel more in control of your life. We aren't aspiring to be more confident, so we never have to have problems ever, ever again, or so we can become some kind of comatose non negative feeling entity. We sh- we choose to build the skill of confidence because problems are most definitely headed our way. They are in the forecast for us all. Just like this perpetual rain. And we do it because we would love to have the skill and finesse to handle said problems without bottling up all of our emotions until we explode in a violent rage or eating and drinking our emotions until we are comatose and decaying. Life is always going to have problems. You can bet on it. Everyone has problems. We're not supposed to bypass them or to feel happy and comfy all the damn time. We wouldn't want it to be that way if we could. It would get so boring and dull. 
The myth that confident people are marked safe from being an alive human being is a huge bummer and a lie. It spreads the illusion that some humans are more worthy or have better luck, when the truth is every single human being has equal amounts of problems and negative emotions, and they all have an equal opportunity to build these powerful mental and emotional skills to create whatever they desire. You weren't left out. Nothing has gone wrong here. You just have to do the work to acquire this skill. You haven't done it yet. That's it. It's not just going to fall in your head like magic, right? You can't create it by taking a pill or buying a new outfit. Have you ever learned how to speak French? Because building confidence is much more like learning French. It's a whole new language you have to immerse yourself in. You can't learn one short lesson once a month and then hope to be fluent. If you're serious about generating a confident state of being, homie, you need repetition and practice like your life depends on it. And your life does depend on it because your thoughts create everything in your future, not your circumstance, not your partner, not the amount in your bank account. All right. Next myth. Confident people don't fail, make mistakes or get rejected. Okay, even though these are all subjective terms and I'm going to assume we all agree on what they mean, I want you to think of someone in your head who you believe has all the confidence in the world. Usually we compare ourselves to people who we assume have no flaws, do everything perfectly, and are invincible. So think of that person that makes you feel bad about yourself and fuels all of your toxic, toxic self-hatred and perfectionism. And, and get keep that in mind. Because I'm going to go ahead and debunk all the lies you've been telling yourself about that person. Confidence is not doing everything perfectly. In fact, it is the antithesis of that. Confidence is having a sharp willingness to fail, to get it all wrong, and risk putting yourself out there again and again, even after rejection. What most people's idea of confidence is, is really insecurity. So think about it. If confident people really never failed or made any mistakes, what would make them appealing to us? What would put them in the position they're in to have what they have or create what they create? Which side note, whoever you compare yourself with is usually exactly what you are wanting for yourself. So take good note of who that is and what you want. Confident people are only confident because they aren't afraid to fail or get things wrong. Insecure people are afraid to make mistakes. And because of this, they make sure they never make any. So they never do anything cool. They stay where they are. They hide. They shrink. They're terrified to fail. So they fail themselves ahead of time. People who never make any mistakes don't create substantial things. They are just people pretending that never being rejected means you can never be unworthy. And that's not what makes someone worthy or unworthy. What they are actually doing is rejecting themselves and becoming miserable because of it. Confident people don't make failure or mistakes or rejection a problem at all. They definitely don't make it mean they aren't worthy of what they want. And they do not. 
I repeat, do not reject themselves. The opposite of rejecting themselves is accepting themselves. All of them, the good and the bad, the ugly and the pretty, the right and the wrong. They accept that getting out of their comfort zone and putting themselves out there will indeed feel uncomfortable and difficult, but they aren't afraid to do that because they'd rather feel safe and imperfect as the steward in control of their body and soul instead of feeling afraid, hiding, and pretending to be perfect when every cell in their body knows it ain't that. It's okay to scream out, I'm not perfect, as often as you need to, because it's true and it's not a problem. No one is perfect. It's critical to remind yourself of that. Otherwise, you live in complete terror. Otherwise, you have to reject yourself and walk the impossible tightrope of meeting the standards of perfection. It's ironic. The more often you tell yourself you're not perfect, you don't gotta be perfect, and you can be exactly who you are, the more perfect you come to find yourself and your life. So these are the great myths, my friends. These are the ghost stories from our mother's 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 past that we have been sent to debunk. I hope you're feeling better already. Confidence is all yours. You just gotta come take it. I'll see you next week. Bye. If you're loving what you're learning on this podcast and you're ready to build the skill of self-confidence, then go book a consult on my website. It's aliciaturnercoaching.com. I'll see you there. Mm-hmm.